So, Francois, did you know this is our first podcast ever? I know. Sorry, I got a call. Can I put you on hold, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh. Okay, let's do this. Welcome to our podcast, Created for Good. We are not an accident. We were created for a purpose, to reach and impact this world for Christ and to build his kingdom by impacting the poor, broken, lost, lonely, and marginalized. Join us on this journey as we interview people living lives that are making a difference in areas like orphan care, human trafficking, poverty, and more. This podcast is hosted by Justin Hazlett and Francois Dupria from Legacy Refuge, a nonprofit focused on seeing orphans in the Ukraine saved, loved, adopted, and empowered to live a healthy, productive life. If you want to learn how to begin making a difference in the lives of orphans in the Ukraine by donating, purchasing cause products, going on a trip with us to Ukraine, or hosting an orphan in your home, you can head to LegacyRefuge.org. We hope you enjoy this episode and are inspired to live a life that builds his kingdom and shows love in everything we do. What's up, Francois? <laughs> Justin, how are you? How are you, my man? I'm good, dude. It's It's been a long week, I'm not going to lie. How's it? But I'm good. Good. I'm good. I hear how are you. you? Yeah, we're doing good. We're we're rocking. My son's in a, in a Peter Pan play, and that was this Sweet. week. Is he Peter Pan? He's not, but he's John, the one of the brothers from the John Darby. the disciple. Where this is Peter Pan, or Little John, Little, little John from Robin Hood. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's John, the the brother from the Darling family, and he's uh, it's his first big play, and he's doing so good. He's aw- doing awesome, and he's actually oh, taking. Cool. It, seriously which is not what he normally does with with things so this is good <laughs> maybe he's found his calling maybe yeah no he's doing awesome so we've been uh, consumed with that this week and um and we got some cool announcements coming up we're doing a podcast giveaway with the podcast launch did you know that yeah with one of those potato gun things that you're going to shoot out t-shirts and beer cans right <laughs> yeah shooting beer cans and t-shirts through the internet. It's a new thing. It's kind of like a uh, print, like one of those plastic print computers. <laughs> those 3D printers. The 3D printers, <laughs> but nice. it shoots out t-shirts at you. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. No, we're doing a giveaway of some of these cause candles that we have from 11th Candle Co. We're going to be giving away five candles that are awesome. They're like $18 candles. They, and you got one, right? For the light. Yeah, they were part of the boxes, right? Yeah, they were. They smelled really, really good, man. Yeah, they're soy based, awesome candles. And they're cool. This company, 11th Candle Co., they actually hire at risk women in Ohio who are, you know, going through just out of prison or alcohol or bad situations. They hire them to give them legitimate job skills. They sell the candles, then they send the profits to. Gosh, I think it's Ethiopia. I think it's Ethiopia to help women and children there. So it's a super cool company. So we're giving away That's five awesome. of these candles as we launch this podcast. You'll have to check on the links in the in the show notes here, which is at legacyrefuge.org forward slash episode three. 
Or I, two. Now, or two. No, I think it's or, three because the last one we actually did say two with Luke Wright. Oh. So this is going to be three. All right. We just decided that right now. Episode nice. three. And so we're going to be doing the – so check that note for when the giveaway is done. But all you have to do is go somewhere on our, on this webpage, on the show notes, or, or on Facebook. Follow it to either iTunes or whatever place you, can, you listen to a podcast. All you have to do to enter is subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on that place. And then we're going to pick one of those people who left a review and subscribed, and five people are going to win a candle. So you could be one of those lucky winners. So Francois, you could win a candle if you give me a good review. I'm going to give you a great review. I think you should. And I'll review you and I might win the candle. We all win two and there's only three more left. Nice. Yes. (laughs) Well, for the other three listeners, they can win too. (laughs) Yeah, and then we're, we're going to Ukraine. By the time this is aired, we might be either almost in Ukraine or actually in Ukraine. I'm not even sure. But we're going, which is going to be super cool. Yeah, man. I've been thinking about that. That's uh, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to be praying for you guys, dude. It's going to be amazing for you. Yeah. And for everyone you're going to touch. It's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be cool. We'll do some uh, stories about it when we come back. But, uh, well, uh, let's roll into the episode today. So we're talking about created for good. Why created for good? What is this all about, Justin? What 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 vision did you get here? Yeah, so we decided we played around with names for this podcast. And then one day it just dawned on me, created for good podcast. And that lit me up with excitement because that's like my heartbeat. Like every time I preach or write or anything like that, it always comes out with this theme which really stems from this verse in Ephesians 2:10 which says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared ahead of time for us to do why i love this verse so much is it it it's so it's a one sentence little verse but it's so deep to me cuz it says first of all we are his workmanship or we're created so that means we're not an accident we're not here by mistake God himself created us, knit us together in his mother's womb. (laughs) Our mother. In our mother's. In his mother's. He knit us together in our mother's womb. He knows the hairs on our head. He called us. He created us. But he didn't just do it for nothing. He created us for something, for good works. Good works that he prepared ahead of time for us to do. That means we're here for a reason. Yeah. You know, that means God has put us here, placed us here for something powerful, for something good. And and I love that. So so I wanna I wanna just unpack this one for a little bit. Because yeah. religion religion tells us that that we need to do good works to be saved. Right? Right. right. That's what religion does. And it puts you on this tremendous guilt trip. And it puts you under pressure to perform, 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 and basically earn brownie points with God to somehow make it into heaven one day. And there's a, there's, it's not just Christianity relig- religion that's like that. There's a ton of religions out there that's built on that premise, right? So I don't, so this verse combats that because 
we're not doing good so that we can be accepted. We're doing good because that's what we were created for. That was our purpose, right? Right. And the other, the other thing is like the whole new age karma and even the prosperity teaching, right? Is doing good so that it will be good to you, right? Like it's a, that whole sowing and reaping concept, which is totally biblical, but that shouldn't be the motivation of your heart for, for doing good works or for loving people or for, you know, whatever, whatever. But your motivation should not be that the selfishness where I'm doing something for you because I know that somehow by doing this, I'm going to get God in an arm bar and I'm going to say, hey, I did what I did good today. So you better bless me because that's what your word says. And I know you can't go back on your word. Like right. that doesn't fly. It's, it's just not, not on. So I think the, the spiritual thing, and when I say that, I mean like what I think the right thing is, is that we're doing good, like you said, because it's our purpose, but we're doing good because we were done good too by God and by the love of Christ. And we love because we're loved. Yeah. And we give because it's been given to us, right? right. It's, it's, the same outcome in a lot of senses, but it's the it's the change in heart and that change in motivation yeah. that I think is super important with that scripture. That people can't forget that. Like it's really important to remember that, right? I think that's what God is after. Right. And it's yeah, you're right. It's not in in good works, it does. It's it's hard when you say that because so much ingrained in our minds is religion equals I must do good works in order to get God to love me. Yeah, I think that's how we raised, man, on the, for the most part. I think it's, yeah, I think it's how we're raised. I mean, every religion in the world seems to have that, you know, well, if you do X, Y, Z, then you'll get to heaven. Then God will love you. Then you'll be favored by God. What I love about this actually is if you read in verse 8 of this, Ephesians 2, 8, right before that verse, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Yeah, exactly. For we're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So even right there it says, look, you've been saved by this grace, which is unmerited, undeserved, incredible favor, which you can never earn. There's somewhere else... I think it's in Romans. He says your sin, your your good works are like filthy rags to God, compared to God's holiness. Everything we can do, it's like nothing. Yeah. But yet, so he says here that we're saved by grace through faith, not by our own works. But then it goes into, but you are created for good works. So once you've now been saved by His grace. Now he's asking you, do you want to enter into the good things I've prepared for you to build his kingdom on this earth? Because, And that goes into another point, that the gospel really is not only that Jesus died and rose again covering our sins. Like, that's a huge part of it, amazing part. But Jesus came and he said, when he was here, he, he came and he said, I'm here to tell you about the gospel, which is the kingdom of God has come near. So yeah, Jesus came saying, I'm here to bring the gospel that the kingdom of God has come near. That right. now the kingdom is here. It's it's accessible. It's 
And, and that has to come into this because he's saying, in my opinion, part of this is God saying, I have saved you now into this new kingdom, the kingdom of God on earth, and I have something for you to do here. So right. it's not by our good works that we enter into it, but he created us so that we could do good works for it. That's a great perspective, man, because I think it gets rid of this whole guilt trip that religion puts on people. And people are sick of it, man. Like, no one wants to feel bad every day because you didn't achieve enough or you didn't do enough, right? It's, and it's just such a slight shift in your mentality and your, your heart's motivation. But it, it's so liberating, man. It's freeing, right? <laughs> It really is. I think it's a great perspective on that, dude. Well, and it's more to me like um, it's this invitation, right? It's an invitation for God, it, God saying to us, let me, you know, enter into these things I've already prepared for you. Yeah. We don't have to. We can enter into it. And even when we do, to me, it's kind of like, you know, I do construction sometimes. I grew up with a construction background. I grew up painting houses and doing work like that. Sometimes I'll have jobs you know, doing at my in-laws house. I'll go do painting for them or whatever. So like this last time, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was helping them paint their lower level and my four-year-old son was there. Well, he wanted to help, right? Help. Oh, that, that's you guys can't, good. No, you guys can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. He wanted to help. And so, well, I had a house to paint, right? But I brought him. And he wanted to help. And I wanted him to be a part of it. Yeah, of course. And so I put him in a little back closet and I let him go to town. Lock the door. Right? <laughs> and so he's going to town and in his mind, he's really helping. Yeah. But I'm really the one showing him what to do, giving him what he needs, and then going back to fix what he didn't do right. And in a way, and, and maybe this is flawed thinking, but and, and obviously we improve over time, but especially at the beginning when we're following God and we're learning what God's called us to, I feel like it's kind of like that. It's, it's not like we have to do this. It's like God inviting us saying, here you go, have a go. And then yeah. I being like, Oh God, look at us go. And then he's like, thanks a lot for your help. That I'm just was going to awesome. repaint everything <laughs> you just touched. Please stop eating the paint. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously we improve and we're able to add, add more value to his kingdom over time. But, I think if we look at it more like we are children coming to God to enter into what he's already doing instead yeah. of like this whole thing we're striving for. I hope that makes sense. And maybe, maybe that's not the best way to look at it, but no, I, I think I agree with you, dude. Cause I, um, I really do like not to hammer on it too much, but I think that's the big, that's the big distinction between being religious and being spirit filled is, 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 First of all, it's based on faith. Your salvation is based on faith. It's not by works because you can't, you, you can't boast that you're earning God's respect. Right. And then once, you've got, once you're in the kingdom by faith, believing what the Bible is saying and believing the words of Jesus, then it's, an, like you said, an invitation to partake in that kingdom, right? Through Absolutely. good works. Yeah. And that, I love the, the word, and I think it's good to look into this word, actually good the word good in this verse because we say good all the time like hey how you doing i'm good how are you good i'm good how are you good it's all good good it's like a very little meaning i mean you say i'm good just kind of like i'm okay i'm fine or good leave me alone whatever but this verse in the in the greek 
Because obviously I'm a Greek scholar. Yeah, you yeah. went to, um, is to, it Rome? Uh, Rome, yeah. I studied. Rome's in I Greek, studied, right? I studied uh, Greek in, uh, no, I didn't at all. I don't even know any. Um, in Greek land. <laughs> in Greek land. I studied Rome. I mean, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's this word is, and I'm probably not even pronouncing it right. Agathos, Agathos. I believe it is. Agathos. 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 If you know Greek, don't judge me. Uh, in, it says the, the meaning of this word is inherently or intrinsically good as to the believer. It describes what originates from God and is empowered by him in their life through faith. And another one I read kind of said, like, it's this good that shows God. Like, it's so good that people take notice of it, that God mm -hmm. takes notice. You know, that it's something that really is powerful and deep good. Not yeah. just like, a, oh, do good works. Like, oh, I picked up a quarter today and I gave it back to the guy. Like, that's cool, but that's good. But so is selling everything to give to the poor. That's good. So, you know what I mean? There's such a difference yeah. of good. But this verse, good, is like, good. That's one of the limitations of English, man. Like, you could say, oh, I love pizza. <laughs> oh, I love my wife. Oh, I love God. Like, really? <laughs> You're going to put all of that in the same word? <laughs> this is actually a super funny story about that. At Christmas last year, and I, I love food, all right? Like, I can tell. Yeah. What does that mean? Oh, nothing. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I love food. And we were all at my in-law's house, and we're all eating cookies, and my mother-in-law's in another room, and we're just pounding these cookies. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I love cookies. And she says from the other room, we don't love cookies, Justin. We love people. I said, no, I tolerate people. I love cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you can only tolerate people when you eat your cookies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but why else is verse, I love it, it's, it's really an action verse. And I do think sometimes in Christianity, it's easy for us to get bogged down in the thinking and the philosophy and the theology yeah. of Christianity instead of this action of Christianity. And if you look, I love that there's a verse in Acts 10, 1 through 2, where it says, there was a man in Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. So he wasn't, he wasn't a, uh, a rabbi. He wasn't a... Uh, He's a, a Gentile, man. Yeah, he wasn't even a, a godly man. He wasn't a Jew. Uh, he wasn't a Pharisee or any of these religious people. He was just... He was a, a Gentile. He was a, uh, in the Italian regiment. But it says he was a devout man and feared God along with his whole household. He did many charitable deeds for Jewish people and always prayed to God. So here's this yeah. normal guy who did good deeds and prayed to God. And God noticed him and interwove him in the story where he is part of, uh, I think this is the one where he speaks to Paul, or P he gets spoken to about Peter. Peter to go yeah, dude. Uh, this whole dream thing just because yeah. God noticed him because he prayed and did good works wherever he was. I think that's, yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I think, I don't know the story exactly. I've heard it before, but I think he was like one of the, one of the cornerstones for the gospel really to reach the Gentiles outside of, um, of the Jewish uh, ministry. It's like that first turning point where this was it. The gospel is hitting the Gentiles, and yeah, that's why we've got the gospel today, really, <laughs> which is awesome.
just an ordinary guy doing good works and praying to God. Yeah. You know, which we can all do. Um, and that's what I want this podcast to be about. You know, me and Francois might not be the smartest. We might not be the brightest bulbs in the pack. You know what I mean? No. Uh, I especially, mean, especially, especially you, Francois. Justin. I've, I've, just, seen, <laughs> I've seen what you... <laughs> but I mean, this, this podcast isn't... We're not going to break down deep theological meaning and, and talk about this or that, you know, all the... I don't know. There's, there's so much th- theory that could happen, but this podcast is really about inspiring you to go and do what God is asking you to do. There was a Well, dude, for me even, man, this uh, this, this podcast has been challenging me to to step out and change things and do stuff differently, you know? So I hope that it means as much to our listeners as as what it means to me, man. That uh, that's what I think it is about ultimately. That's awesome. There was actually I lived in London for a couple of years. Um, and I got on the tube, the London tube one time, and there was a big sign just on the, the platform. They have marketing up top and it said an ounce of action is worth a ton of theory. Yeah, that's cool. So I'll say, and I don't remember who, who the quote was by, but it says an ounce of action is worth a ton of theory. So I just want to ask you listener, what are you doing to build the kingdom? Not what are your intentions, right? Intention yeah is not the same as action. And we get that confused sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I'm thinking back to that trident that you were on last week with the, the discomfort. Because I think even if, you know, if you've got good intentions, but you're not actioning it, it, it results in that discomfort, right? That push and pull concept. Yeah, so let me pause you. Hold your thought, because let me explain that. If you didn't hear that, you got to go back to episode two. We'll put the link to that in these show notes. But in episode two, we talked about um, this kind of three levels of, of life where it was. Um, let me find it. Oh, Justin, it's compassion with comfort equals dissatisfaction. Comfort with apathy equals stagnation compassion with uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost no that was I was almost really impressed here we go so so in the last podcast you can listen and and we said this that comfort plus compassion equals dissatisfaction Comfort plus apathy equals stagnation. But sacrifice, or you can place your action, you know, sacrificial action plus compassion equals satisfaction and purpose. That was it. Yeah, so I think your call to action there is is super important because it's not just about intentions. It is really, what evidence do you have that... that, um, that you are contributing, right? And it's, again, it's not to make people feel bad or guilty or anything like that. I, I think the purpose of this is to inspire people to move, right? To move on. Right. Well, that's the thing, right? Because, and I think to realize God doesn't bless intention. God blesses action. And I found, my, I, I had this in my head one time because one day I... I'm a real thinker and, you know, visionary. I think through things. And one day I was thinking about all these powerful things I wanted to do 
or was going to do and like adopting and this and that. And I felt so excited and motivated. And then I went to bed that night and I was like, I didn't do any of that, but I felt yeah. like I did, you know, cause I was yeah. thinking about it. I felt good about myself, even though I not, I hadn't done any of those things. And if I really looked at my day, I probably didn't even do anything that productive. Right. You know? And so I think if we, it's the old adage, right? If you look at your bank account, that tells you what you value. If yeah. you look at your calendar, that tells me what you value. Yeah. So what are you doing to build the kingdom? Not just what do you intend to do? Well, I think that's actually a, pra a very practical way to kind of measure where you're at and put a target out there for yourself and see where do you want to be and what, what are things you can, you can adjust in terms of the very limited resources everyone has to to contribute right and to make a difference well let's just be practical on that like let's say you know if if you tell me my kids are the most my kids and my wife are the most important thing to me to be a man of god to them to raise them up in the way of the lord but you're working 80 hours a week is probably that got your priorities wrong your priorities are probably wrong if you tell me you that you feel like god's called you to fund the kingdom of god to give money away to bless the church and orphan care, but yet you're really not giving. You know what I mean? Probably got your priorities, Probably got your wrong. priorities wrong. So I think if we look practically and say, what do I intend and say I want to do? And what do I say I value? Yeah. And then actually making that small steps to start. And that's why we've set up what we have. We always say in ours, you can, there's steps to it, right? Not everyone's called to adopt. And we'll talk, you want to hit more of this later, but, we always say, uh, not everyone is called to adopt, but everyone is called to orphan care. Yeah. So we realize that not everyone's called to adopt. So we've created steps in the process, right? You can donate. You can buy products that make a yeah. difference. You can go on a trip with us. Or you can host a kid in your home. Or you can adopt. See, they're all steps. So take a step towards what you say you're actually intending to do. Yeah. And I, I do think that, that um, those kind of avenues gets, gets rid of a lot of the barriers because I know we've, we've said this before, but like this, the stats out there or the scope of this problem kind of makes it intimidating. Like where do you even start? Right. So I'm hoping that, that the, the structure here and the, the steps that you've just laid out help people to, to know that you can do a little bit with a big impact, right? Um, no, I, I uh, agree. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I got lost there by got myself. Lost. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I'm in La La Land right now. <laughs> Speaking of us not being the brightest bulbs, no, just kidding. Speak on them. What? Put me on dim. <laughs> oh gosh, oh, uh, that's hilarious! It's Friday, late Friday, it man. Is. This is a this is hard. You need a cup of Joe. <laughs> I do need a cup of Joe. That's you actually need some a good idea. You can go in a coffee. Yeah. Oh, and make a difference while I'm at it. Bam! Small steps. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Two and one. Afternoon pick me up. Making a difference. Uh. Speaking of talking about big statistics, I want to kind of flip it for a minute. We're talking about small things. I want to look at the big picture. 
Here's some, here's some quotes I'm going to read you. This one says, Human trafficking is getting a lot of attention in the church these days, and rightly so. But did you know that orphans are prime targets for traffickers? There are about 163 million orphans in the world today. 1.2 million children are victims of human trafficking globally and here in the United States. Each year, 14 million children grow up as orphans and age out of the system by age 16. That's over 38,000 wow, daily. Oh, my god! Oh, my word. Right? Okay, listen to this. In Ukraine and Russia, kids who face... Uh, in, in Ukraine and Russia, statistics reveal that 10 to 15% of kids, orphan kids who age out of the system. So in, in Ukraine and Russia, usually they age out at 16. So imagine being 16, being raised in a horrible family or being like... or or a hundred percent institutionalized and then at 16 you're on your own without help oh let me ask you have you ever had to go back to your parents for help when you were past 16 yes yeah me too right how many times you know i have to go live many with them times or they need help financially or you need help with decisions so these kids are getting 16 they're aging out here's what happens statistically in ukraine and russia to the kids who age out without being adopted or helped 10 to 15% commit suicide before the age of 18. 60% of the girls are forced into prostitution, human trafficking. 70% of the boys become hardened criminals. Ukraine has the highest number of victims of human trafficking in all of Eastern Europe, about 117,000 people annually. Wow, man. So that's ridiculous. That's scary. That's... So that's yeah. why I'm so passionate. Like, we can't just do nothing. We have yeah, to do no. something. I agree, dude. That. Yeah, and but the thing is, like, you know, those numbers are huge. But the, we, we have such a big force. There's so many people that can make a difference. And if everyone just took a small step, like, what, what difference would you make, right? For real. And I love the quote. And I heard it first from Brian Houston in Hillsong, but he says, we can't do everything, but we must do something. Yeah. And I just want to speak inspirationally for a minute to you listening, like, just dream with me for a minute of what could possibly be if we all took this seriously. If we all said, I'm going to put my hand up to do my little piece. I'm not just going to be concerned with building my kingdom, with building my retirement, my house, my stuff, my family. But what would it look like if every Christian out there listening actually put their hand up and said, I'm going to start to serve and give and love. I'm going to actually sacrifice till it hurts to give of myself so that I can impact these kind of situations to do what I was created to do. Like, what can you imagine if we intentionally lived that way, lived with less so others could live with more? Could you imagine if we poured our lives out every day saying, God, here I am, use me, I'm not my own, I was bought with the price, what do you want me to do today? Like, imagine if we all just started giving more, tithing more, loving more, saying yes to these big visions that God's put in our heart to, to adopt or help in a a food kitchen or start a church or I mean there's so many things like imagine and imagine what it would be like if we targeted orphans if we targeted orphans 
that would mean human trafficking would go down. Drugs would go down. Suicide would go down. Prison and crimes would go down all because if we impact the orphan, we can change everything. And I truly believe that we can become the greatest generation in history if we become the most serving generation in history. Yeah, dude, I think, I think it's important to know what that, that gifting and that calling is. Because you said it earlier, we're not all called to adopt, right? Like adopting is a very, very big deal. It's a, it's a very big responsibility. But there's other things that you can do, right? There's other small actions and steps that you can take. I had an amazing uh, conversation with a guy um, not too long ago who, who was in a family, who is in a family. He, I mean, he's older now, but he's in a family that went through, through adoption. And he was telling me of like how tough that can be, right? Like, if, if the, like how, what the situation potentially could be like, right? And it just made me think of how big a deal this was for God to adopt this broken, rebellious, like drug addicted, murdering kid that we can't help ourselves. We just keep on failing and sinning. And for some reason, with all of the love and compassion that he's that he has, and a son that is so passionate about us, he was willing to give his own son up to save this kid. Like this happened for all of us. Yeah. This has happened for us. It's been done for us. There are small steps we can take that's, you know, that's not too much to ask, I don't think. And if we all did a little bit, I really think we could make an impact here, man. I think you're right. If we realize the power that we are that messed up orphan and Jesus died for us, even while we were yet in our sin, while we were still screwed up, he died, he adopted us as his own. And... It was for a purpose. Yeah. So we can say, I'm a messed up orphan who was adopted by God. So therefore, I'm going to go out and I'm going to love the orphans of this world. And I'm going to give of myself. And God's not asking you to give your life. He's just asking you to give some time, some talent, and some treasure that then he can put his super on your natural and do something absolutely supernatural in their lives and in your life to build his kingdom on this earth. Yeah, absolutely, man. I I don't think it's too much to ask, honestly. So if you're saying, yes, I want to, I want to impact human trafficking. I want to impact orphan care. I want to live this life. Then look at your priorities. Look at what you're doing and be bold and brave enough to say, Lord, here I am. Send me like, Lord, here I am. All I have is yours. My career is yours. My money is yours. My car, my house, my life is yours. Use it as you need it to do what you need to do on this earth, to reach the people you want to reach, to love the people you want to love. Out, sucka. Nailed it, dude. Nailed it. Hashtag. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) And that even word created is actually more... Not necessarily even referring to our. <laughs> Hold on. This is not good. 
I think we need to restart this one. 